I'm Alex Hirsch, the narrator of the black and white old lady period piece boring movie channel. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Orianda. I was a creative uh, director and I co-wrote this episode. And uh, I'm Rob Renzetti. I'm the supervising producer on this series. Um, this was a big, important episode for this series. Um, this was something where we knew that Dipper's crush on Wendy was going to be a big part of the show. We knew we wanted Wendy to be this really memorable, great character, um, but we weren't entirely sure how to do it. And I remember when we were trying to crack the first episode, uh, you and me even came up with an episode where we're like, what if the first episode is like, Dipper's got a crush on Wendy? Remember yeah. the Bury Your Feelings episode? Mm-hmm. And I remember you, Rob, saying, it's your first episode <laughs> you you have to build to this your first episode is sell your main characters are you out of your mind and we were like yeah rob's right rob's right yeah. on this one we, we, we would like he'd leave the room and be like we could still do it though right and then we would try to work on it and then he's like god it, he was rob right. was right it's impossible well I mean, you know and me me and mike you know i think we both had our fair share of unrequited crushes when we were you know in middle school and high school and alex so, is like, a liar i have 12 girlfriends right now i'm, I'm yeah they're all waiting man. by the car they're all around my they're all here here in the studio with me right now. Um, and so this was like a very, just like a very sort of personal story like you know, we could relate to. Um, and this idea of like, okay, how about this crush episode is set with the backdrop of, you know, we do our haunted house episode, but being Gravity Falls, it can't just be in a haunted house. Let's make it weird. Let's put yeah. it somewhere unexpected. Um, and uh, I think it was, what I think that might've been Rob's idea to put it in the um, mini mart. And yeah. I was like, that, oh, mini mart, that feels like a teenager thing. That feels right. Um, and I got to give, you know, the, the, First drafts of this episode were done by Mike, um, and so much of Mike is in this. The the friends, the friend group, inspired by yep. Mike's real friends, and and yeah. the reason I think that they feel like they have a believable dynamic is it's a real dynamic. Yeah. Right. It's it's you've got the friends who are always horsing around. You've got the one friend who everybody's got a nickname for, and they kind of razz on him, but yeah. they love him anyway. Um, yeah. You all call that's by real. Their last name and and it's the like, last name thing. It's, it's sort of like are they in on the joke or not? You know, like um. And and it's like you love them, but they're they're also part of their role in the group is like is like hey Thompson this guy. Um, when I feel like everyone at some point has been a Thompson and has also been the guy shouting yeah, Thompson. Totally, of like course. it's it sort of goes around. Yeah, I've been called Rianda before, and I was like, don't call me Rianda, guys. <laughs> My name is Michael. Um, so. The actual, the last scene that we created in this whole episode is the one you just watched. Um, Because in early, early versions of this story, we were still figuring out what is the conflict? What is Dipper's issue? Um, And and also the motivation of this episode is Dipper's crush on Wendy. But we realized in order for us to care about Dipper's crush on Wendy, we need to fall in love with Wendy. Right. And that scene in the opening really hard to crack was something that I it wasn't. I don't think it was in the script. We did it in animatics, didn't we? Was like we watched the whole episode and we were like, I don't care about what Dipper wants. And it wasn't until we added the scene where. Wendy's got the secret hiding space and yeah. we realize she's kind of got her own life and we right. see her friends and Mabel says like you've got a crush and Dipper's like oh, it's not like I think about her and we cut to the crush yeah like prior to that we just felt like we didn't care about well, his I mean, there's, there's, desire but what are the three episodes before this we really don't see Wendy yeah. a lot yeah. in the first it's like three we episodes. need to get to know her before we can care this is also another very late addition the idea that it was all about this lie about the age because yeah. we were Which still trying great. to figure out what's the conflict like yeah. we knew that the crush was an issue we knew he's trying to hang with this group he's not not but we needed an arc we needed a clear arc yep. yeah. and the idea okay it's he lies about being 13 so he can specifically undo that lie at the end of the episode yep. yeah this the, that that cold open that we were talking about, like 
That was one where it was like we Love were trying so hard to come up with, um, so hard to come up with that intro to get us to like, who is Wendy? And it's like, oh, yeah. she's a rule breaker. And she's like the fun rule breaking friend that you knew when you were a kid. I remember like writing, not the full thing, cause like Alex way punched it up and made it better. But like, I remember writing that cold opening one night and it was like, I talk about a lot of like, through these commentaries, a lot of like painful moments. Like, oh, this was hard and this is hard. That was like the best moment I ever had on the show was like writing, writing that cold open and then like walking around Burbank at three in the morning and getting a breakfast burrito from 7-Eleven <laughs> and triumphantly eating it. Like, Love I've it. done it. Well, <laughs> that, I, I, I remember reading that because like that was sort of, that was, that was what was so great about collaborating with Mike is like, we both watched this episode and said, we need a new, we need a new opening where people fall in love, even though it's late in the game and the boards have already been drawn and you're the only person who'd be crazy enough to be like, let's do it. <laughs> let's do, let's yeah. stay up all night. Yeah. And, um, you know, I remember you wrote a draft uh, and I read it and it was just like this, the whole concept of being up on the roof, that was all your idea. Um, and it was something where it's like, everyone knows that cool camp counselor. Yeah. Who, when you're a kid, you're like, wait, they can, they, they get to do adult stuff like drive cars, but they also do kid stuff like eating yeah. candy. What? Yeah. Um, and it's just so amazing. Um, and it was like, it, it was so necessary to set this up. Uh, this is all, this is also a real life experience that you've experienced. Yeah. Speaking of me being the Thompson, I would always tell my friends like, guys, my mom wants you to stop punching the roof. They're like, yeah, yeah, Mike, Mike, cool, 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 cool. Punch the roof. Punch the roof. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was also something that I've, I've talked about a lot when it comes to how do you define characters? Because your first couple episodes of your series, really all you're doing is sell the characters again yeah. and again. Sell them, sell them, sell them. One oh. of the best ways that you can show personality is show how two characters react very differently to a, 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 a new situation. Yeah. Um, like Mabel's loving it. Dipper's so stressed out. Mm. Um, th this scene has become <laughs> kind of a classic, and it was such a throwaway when we did it. Um, this is... You know, I think one of Mike's specialties is adding like you know really emotional moments, and one of my specialties is adding just dumb-sounding <laughs> words. Uh, well, so, like, I mean, the the panoply of shows that appear on Gravity Falls television is amazing in their stupidity, uh, <laughs> and almost all of that is attributable to Alex. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is one of those jokes where like it's so rare that I make myself laugh while writing. Yeah, because I'm I'm so like analytical, but like. When I wrote The Duchess Approved starring Sterling Stumbleburgess as the Duchess and Granted St. Rumter Frabble as a Razzable Coxwain Sonterblug at Habder Fuppenshire, like, I made myself laugh. And I was like, I don't know why that's, like, I don't, I can't even explain, like, to me it's, the joke is like, oh, British names are old yeah. and they count sign kind of silly. It's funny yeah. because it just keeps going. Because it's so yeah. dumb. Because there are so, so many weird uh, syllables that you, you think it's going to be over about halfway before <laughs> it is. This is very real, this child memory of oh being stressed out so yeah. to do something like climb a so fence in front of everybody. So horribly climbing anything when I was a child. <laughs> oh god well that 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 moment i always like think of as like the collaboration between me and alex like at its best with where it's like i was like the scene's got to be real it's got to be like like when you were a kid and and like so it was like it was like my thing where he was like trying to climb the fence when well, you do a draft it was like eight pages of him yeah, climbing the exactly. fence <laughs> and then alex like cut it down and then added this like goofy maple joke where she's doing the curly thing around yeah. doing the curly shuffle and it's like yeah. And it's like I was like, that's unrealistic. But I watched it with an audience that got a crazy laugh because it's 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 like it's pointing at a real thing, which is just like Mabel has no fear and Dipper has 
only no, fear. Yes. Well, to me, it's it's that joke is written from Dipper's perspective. Was it's like when right. you're having that hard a time, it seems like everyone else is practically just like giggling and rolling yeah. around and doing cartwheels. Like that's how easy it seems for other people. Totally. Um, this is a great scene for Dipper. Yeah, yeah. he gets um, a moment here. Like after being humiliated by <laughs> being tossed off a fence. Like Dipper using his rage to like get in there and like because Dipper is a clever guy. He would think of an idea like this, but it could only take the motivation of. Pure, pure, unbridled <laughs> being emasculated to, to get him yeah. to want to do this, and like you know, there's a number of episodes that deal with Dipper's you know insecurity episode issues, and you know we, we talked about uh, you know the Manator is an episode that I always felt felt too unrealistic. I love the depiction yeah. of how he this deals with the, those. This is the best. The version. social pressures. It all feels very real to this me. This is very, yeah. very. Um, I mean, that's why this is a fan favorite. I think it's not just the crush aspect, but it's just Dipper it's being very relatable. It's very relatable, and Dipper's very relatable in this episode. Hey, dude, where do you think they keep the dead bodies? <laughs> Shut up, man. Guys, check it out. You think these still work? Nice. Whoa. Unbelievable. Jackpot. Um, this, uh, I got to, as, as always, mention our background artists. I think it was uh, Josh Parpan who did a lot of the colors on yeah. this. Um, you know, our team did such a good job of making this place feel just like a fun, regular market that mm -hmm. anywhere but then turning it terrifying yeah. when the lights when lights go out i remember seeing the the backgrounds for this and i ran into e like literally sprinted into ian Worrell's office and i was like dude you just made the episode like five times better because every scene was tracking the emotions so well yeah and it was also gorgeous at the same time because like sometimes okay. animated backgrounds would be like would be like beautiful, but they wouldn't serve the story. Well, and yeah. there's a theory in television that funny shows can't also look good. Yeah. Um, and I very much disagree with that. That's a dumb theory. You know, I, I think that any show should have its own, you know, its own visual style. But like, you know, like this show is funny and oh, the backgrounds are beautiful. Let's talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about. Talk about <laughs> let's talk about Aaron Springer. Yeah, Aaron Springer is amazing. This dogs. Is, this is all Aaron Springer here. Yeah, yeah. So um, at we, his best. I don't, Mike. What was the origin of Mabel eating expired candy? I know it was in the script very early. Something we always talked about. Yeah, well, it was just a way to get her out of the way, right? We I needed think, her yeah. out of the way. I think that was it, right? And it was to give her like a little mini C story or something. Yeah, exactly. Because she would be, she should be telling Dipper the right thing to do here, but it yeah. was better to just give her some bizarre one-off gag. Yeah, um, yeah, because it, at this point, Dipper should tell everybody what's going on and get them out of there. But he's yeah. just too afraid of the social consequences. Well, and of we doing figured so. that if Dipper and Mabel could team up, they would. I never, I never wanted to see a situation where Dipper's like, Mabel, there's a monster, and she's like, I don't believe you, a yeah. monster, right? Like that whole thing on the wing dynamic, like it yeah. works for something like Courage the Cowardly Dog. But like Dipper and Mabel know each other, if Di yeah. and they've seen stuff. So if yeah. Mabel, if Dipper's like, Mabel, there's a ghost, she'd be like, Well, well, nuts. Let's either see it or, or leave. Yeah. So we had to have her somewhere else. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I'm very happy with the solution. <laughs> um, I also got to give uh, Aaron Springer credit. Uh, he was the director of this episode, and so many of those crazy poses, like the ones you just saw, um, with Dipper opening up that thing and scrambling yeah. were drawn by him um, whenever the model is it, it sort of breaks for a really great visual expression or gag it's usually Aaron yeah and also uh, we stole um, the uh, 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 the monster from the watchman so just know uh, what, that, 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 what the monster, monster in the freezer yeah the monster in the freezer is kind not exactly from the watchman but it's, well, it's a, a little, little bit I never really knew what that was I remember seeing that in the board I was like that's uh, 10 times weirder than I ever imagined <laughs> but sure all right whatever 
And speaking of like elevating the episode, Brad Brink's music in this, like I feel like brings it up a whole letter grade because it yes. makes it really legitimately scary. Well, and, and it's mm-hmm. scary, but it's also specific. Like he was like, when he, he did this episode, he was like, what do you think? John Carpenter? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Think John Carpenter? And I was like, yeah, sure. I couldn't quite picture it in my head. And then I heard it. I was like, oh, yeah. 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 That also, that both does the kind of Gravity Falls nostalgia and the horror so well. Um, Mike, this was, was this the, this, this was the second episode that, we wrote together, wasn't yeah. it? Because yeah, we yeah, wrote yeah. Gobblewonker, and then we wrote this one together. And yeah. I remember there was a lot of drafts on the script, and it, it was a struggle. Totally, it was yeah. totally a struggle. No, this is the one. Uh, this is the one where it's like Aaron Springer was my hero growing up. Like I stalked him online, I found him on ICQ, and I was like, Aaron Springer, I'm a fan. Uh, what advice and do you have? Aaron to- Springer did. Uh, oh yeah, was, was this, Tyler Chen? this is Tyler Chen. Oh, okay, and and uh, Aoshima is the name of uh, one of our directors. That's um, right. Um, but I was I was like I, I was a giant fan of Aaron Springer and he was directing this episode and I was so freaked out and we wrote the script and like Alex punched it up at the last minute and made it like ten times funnier and I was like, Oh thank God. And then we read it out loud to Aaron Springer and he was just stone faced the entire time. And it's like Which Aaron's didn't like, stress me out because like that's you know, what, that's how Aaron reacted. Yeah, like, totally. I'd i i you know, I had added a bunch of jokes. I wasn't feeling like, you know, I was like, This is just one of many episodes I gotta stress out about. But this yeah. is, you know, this is the one episode Mike's working on at the yeah. time. And it's like he's put his heart and soul <laughs> into it. All I'm saying is, why tempt the fates? I mean, what if this place really is Haunted? Oh, come on. Come on. Just take it down a notch, Captain Buzzkill. But I thought I was Dr. Fun Times. Well, you're acting like Captain Buzzkill, right? Yeah, little bit. (sighs) Status update. Trapped in store with insane nine-year-old. I'm not a nine-year-old! I'm 13! Technically a teen! This was a this was an early early one where we stressed a lot. Well, it took yeah. many it many took passes, a lot of and like time to, to be this. fair, like it didn't really come together until very late yeah. in the game. Like that scene where Dipper's landing laying down in the chalk outline, and he's saying like, "I'm a teenager." Right. That didn't exist. That was a lot of like the. I remember there's a story meeting with the board team, like Aaron and Tyler Chen and um, and Mark Garcia, who did a lot of great stuff on this episode. Um, like the, there was this big story meeting with all you guys where you came up with a lot of that stuff, yes. and I feel like kind of fix the episode well it was we did a, we did a we did a pitch and then we it wasn't working and it was like that was a late idea it's like okay it's got to be we do this thing where he says he's 13 and then yeah. we have to track it through the episode yeah. so if that's his sin lying about his age then he needs to double down on it and needs to track with the problem and because we i mean when we when mike when we did those original drafts of the script right like we didn't know what, why the ghosts were haunting these people. yeah exactly right like exactly. Did, weren't there a bunch of other completely different ideas about why they, that weren't on theme until we cracked it yeah totally um and it was like, I remember too, it was like we took a lot of risks and stuff where it was like, I remember we were so freaked out about like the Lammy Lammy dance. And it wasn't until like, again, this is another like weird vindication moment where Ian Worrell was like, hey man, um, I read the script. I really liked it. And I like hugged him. And I was like, so like tired and smelly. He was like, dude, don't, please, please, God, don't. Um, but it was like, it was so nice that he, that it's, it seemed like it was working. Now, well, in the Lammy dance, I just have to say, this comes from Mike's real life. Yeah. My, my, oh my sister God. literally used to dress me up like a lamb. Why, Why and... are these things real, Mike? Why are they real? <laughs> like, mom's gone. What is it's gone? It's time to bust what? out the lamb costume. And <laughs> Good Lord. People like me. Oh, no. <laughs> and I, no, no, no. And I loved it. And then she would later show pictures of it to her friends. Oh, and I was no. like, no, it's not cool anymore. In a million years, wow. it never occurred to me. I would never think of a joke like that. That came <laughs> from reality. Like, it's, it's it's hard. Like, to Mike's terrible pain is something we processed <laughs> for comedy. Oh, God, um, yes. This 
This crazy gag with possessed Mabel, that, that, I love. This seems like it was, this was late too, wasn't it? This well, whole yeah. idea? This is a lot of Tyler jokes where he's like, you gotta try these dogs. Yeah, one of our reporters, Tyler, added some jokes. Well, this was something that I had come up with this episode premise called Sweater Off Dead. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do remember um, oh, yeah. Where it was about Mabel gets a haunted sweater from a swap meet, and it's haunted by the ghost of the old lady who died in it, and she becomes possessed, and they're all trapped in the shack, and they have to perform like a sweater exorcism on her. And they've got like knitting needles, they're making a cross. Like, the idea of Mabel hovering like the exorcist doing a voice was super funny, but could never actually crack a story for yeah. it. And it was just like, I had that image in my head, and yeah. I'm like, well, let's just do it here. Yeah. Um, and like Kevin Michael Richardson, he does the voice of the ghost yeah. in, in Northwest Manor. He does it here. Nobody does a scarier ghost than yeah. him. It's so good how straight he plays and it. And he's so funny. Like he's Kevin so Michael Richardson talented. in the booth is like one of the funniest people. It's sort of unbelievable how talented he is. Like he he's like a third of all voices in Hollywood yeah. <laughs> and nobody else can do what he does. Um this was Yeah, threading all these plot lines and making them work was tough. Um like and I do remember that when when we were done with this, you know, me and Mike kind of so much time was spent in the in the animatic, um, mm -hmm. you know, changing dialogue, uh, adding scenes, trying to fix stuff, cutting things. And the the harder episodes, often we would we wouldn't remember, we would remember the first storyboard pitch to the crew yeah. and how it felt. Yeah. And it, and an episode like this did, did okay. Mm -hmm. And so in our our hearts, we were like, we screwed it up. Yeah. And I remember this is something where like and and the Lammy dance, we were like, this is crazy. And like we listened to the song, and we we're like, this yeah. is kind of hard to stomach. <laughs> and I remember by the end of it, like. We we weren't really sure if we had nailed it on yeah. this one. Alex, oh yeah, no, I feel like uh, before we got the before reaction we got the audience back, reaction, we, we thought this was no for sure if it yeah. was a standout. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Alex did this drawing of me where I'm in the editing room and like clicking a pen against my head and like because like the Lammy dance was just playing over and over because we were trying to cut it and I was just like <laughs> I created this nightmare. Yeah, I I'm the nightmare. architect of this nightmare. <laughs> It feels um, more like you were just trying to exercise your own demons. I mean, yeah, since a this bit. happened. To me, I mean, <laughs> this um, this rap this. was fun to write. This is the first and last rap I'll ever write. Why? Why? why I'm bother? not. I'm not a lyrical mastermind, Rob. I'm not like. I'm not like Rap Master Rob Renzetti over here. <laughs> Rob is wearing a gold tracksuit. There's right now, yes, of course, you as I always do. Um, but like, there's a lot of audio interference from all of his gold chains. <laughs> Deserved. <laughs> Deserved interference. In the original um, version of the script, there was like I had like four pages of the old man just loving the lamb costume. Like, yes. Dance in your fanciful manner, boy. And and I was like, this this is the same joke for four pages, but it made me laugh so Let's hard. cut it down to two to one page. Yeah. And we get the he'll just snap his finger, just make it simple. Yeah. Well, and one other thing that Alex did that sort of like no, no one would ever notice is that we cut like because typically the length of these episodes is like 22 minutes, and Alex was like we just got to cut this episode down. Let's just have it be a 20 or 19 minute episode or something. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why it was successful is because like we got, got rid of all the fat. Sure. You know? Doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. yeah. We're constantly trying to, you know, if there's, if there's two good things and something kind of mediocre in the middle, we, if we can, we try to cut the mediocre thing. I mean, or look, yeah. or if the, we can do the same joke in less time. And, yeah. and you know, props to Disney for giving us the flexibility to make the shows different links because you don't always have that flexibility. They totally. can be very strict. Yeah, and it and it is rare. Um, Disney Channel has the uh, has the. Well, they luxury. don't do that anymore. But at well, the time, yeah. Well, that's, you're right. Channel does. XD doesn't. There's programming rules. Um, <laughs> this was. Uh, I remember. I, I also. I thought it was really sweet, the way that Wendy protects Dipper. Yeah, she knows the social stakes. She gets it. 
And it's an unspoken thing. Yeah. Like, up until this point, you know, like, she's been chill with him. They've been getting along. But there's been this feeling that, like, he's on the outside and he's yeah. not really her friend yet. And the moment she's willing to just say this about him without him even asking for it, like, suddenly the friendship is real. Yeah. It's a really important moment. Well, because it was super important to us because it's like, you know, we, we've all seen – and this things have gotten better since since we were making this. But we've all seen stories about, like, love interests that are just there to be a love interest and they're not a character. Right. And we were, like, just fighting as hard as we could to make Wendy, like, a real viable character that could have stories on her own and stuff. And and it was like moments like that where she's like she stood up for Dipper when she didn't have to. Where you start um, to get to know her. But yeah. I will say that we like we always wanted to do a full Wendy episode, and we That's never true. cracked one because th- I feel like part of it was this character that we've created here is so chill and likable yeah. that yeah. when you put her in a situation where you have to make her commit the sin where she has to learn 21 minutes of story it was like oh it doesn't feel like that awesome wendy we know and i know there's a way we could have done it yeah but we never quite there were like was, five dead solved episodes. it, it was tough. yeah we, we tried many times and could never quite quite land it um, i mean we wanted it's like we wanted to honor her so much that we couldn't figure out the right episode with her because we didn't want to mess her up yeah right couldn't find the remote <laughs> <laughs>